Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Jim Chilton, it is an honor to have you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. You know, that's an interesting... I mean, I mean that kind of subject... Uh, and kind of thought process just blows me away. I mean, here's here's a waterway which occurs naturally. You didn't you didn't build it. You didn't dig it. It's just there. And some day, some years it's wet enough for a little fish to get a little further north than others. Some years it's not. And if some of them get a little too farther far north, uh, and it dries out in the summertime, well, tough luck. You know, it's uh, I think. That's kind of been Mother Nature. The way Mother Nature has operated like that probably for millions of years. Uh, so that's what's wrong with these regulations, is it not? It just there's no common sense involved. Correct. You're so right, and it's we really feel good about our ranch uh, having improved over the years, uh, and. We welcome the little Sonora Chub, except we hate to have it come across the international boundary just to die. Uh, Mother Nature is Mother Nature, and we live with Mother Nature every day. Well, that's part of living. You live on the land. Uh, you're living as close to the land as you possibly can because you deal, your business deals with 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 nature, raising cattle who eat natural grasses that live on your ranch. Every day of your life, you're dealing with Mother Nature one way or another. Uh, and so you have a pretty good understanding of how Mother Nature works. And it's not necessarily always in favor of survival of uh, any species or any individual of any species. That's correct, and often our regulators uh, say, oh, this is what's best for the little fish, and they're usually absolutely wrong. Uh, more specifically, there's only two places in the United States where the fish uh, comes across from time to time, and one is in Sycamore Creek, uh, wash just to the east of us on my neighbor's ranch. And they said, oh, we got to save the Sonora Chub. And so they excluded cattle from grazing 
in what they declared to be chub habitat. And so what happens without grazing, uh, the vegetation in trees increases 8, 10, 20 times. And uh, now, because they absorb all the water, there's no fish. Sort of dried up. There's no fish. So the point is, is uh, we can often have bureaucrats making decisions that result in absolutely the absolutely different thing that they anticipated. In this case, the bureaucrats killed the species. Well. That's just an unintended consequence. And, and you know something, Jim, it just, it just kind of blows me away, this whole thing, because here you have people who put themselves out as being so smart and know so much about all of this stuff that they can't anticipate what is going to happen from the actions that they take. And here's a great example of that. Don't you think they would they're smart enough to know this, or they, they is it that they just don't care? Well, it becomes a technique of a power. Uh, under the Endangered Species Act, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife can declare a species as a listed species uh, threatened or endangered. And once they do that, then... Under the act, they have the responsibility of saving the species. And that very act then gives them power over uh, citizens' uh, use of land, whether it's private or public or state land. And so by the very act of listing a species, they accumulate power. They accumulate land use control. And that ultimately results in a form of tyranny. Well, property and the property is extremely important. It's the basis of, of freedom. Uh, Actually, my on my website, my tagline is is that the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily regulated or confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. I think that says it all because, and that's what you're talking about here. You are one hundred and ten percent correct that this is has nothing to do with saving the Sonora Chub. I don't think these people really give a damn about the Sonora Chub. I think what they what they care about is is eliminating your private property rights because if you can't own private property, you are a slave to the government. It's a form of tyranny and yet they think of themselves usually as righteous. Well, have you thought maybe on this little wash that they they swim up every once in a while. Why don't you put some like netting down the bottom so that they can't swim through on the border? Would that solve the issue? It would solve the issue, but I would go to jail. <laughs> it would be a felony. 
Right. So, in other words, it's they're trying to steal the land from you if the fish get up here. But if you if you do something that would prevent what they deem a problem, then you're the one who goes to jail for preventing the problem. That makes a ton of sense to me. They are arguing with regard to the Sonora chub that a cow might ingest a Sonora chub if they drank the water that the chub is in, or they could step on its egg mass. And hence, uh, that becomes a felony. Uh, my, for me, I would be the felon because my cow did it. And uh, under the Endangered Species Act, they can give me a incidental take of the species. And so that's what I'm hoping to get, a fair incidental take of the species. Have you ever heard of a, or seen a cow step on a little fish? No, I, I can't see I have. I, I have to tell you, we have, we, I've done cattle up here. I have horses and I, I've done cattle. And uh, I, I, it, was, it was really a, a difficult experience uh, for me because they were always getting out. And uh, we were always chasing them around all down the road here, down the road there, trying to get them back in, you know, because uh, I, I don't think cattle are all too smart. You know, my definition of a cow is a is an animal with a single-digit IQ and a six-foot vertical leap. What do you think? <laughs> That's well-defined. Um, so, our- so if a cow actually does that, I mean, that really puts you at risk. Is that correct? Unless the U.S. Fish and Wildlife gives me an incidental take statement, what they may do is fence off, require me to fence off this wash where the Sonora Chub could uh, swim up and prevent uh, my cows from grazing because uh, of the absolutely remote possibility of one of my cows stepping on a fish. Well, that sounds like a pretty tenuous argument on their part. Uh, And uh, because I was going to ask you, how how does the cow endanger the chub? Uh, But again... That's where common sense is just totally missing. The cows have been here for 300 years. Uh, Why is the species still here if it's the cow's fault? It's not the cow's fault. And uh, we can live with the species, the little chubs, uh, before they die, uh, swim around and look like they're having fun. <laughs> but let's don't interfere with nature's natural process. Let's don't give bureaucrats the power to determine whether I'm going to have a felony for any time I have a take of the species. Well, Jim Chilton, I, that is really a, a, an outstanding example of bureaucratic overreach, bureaucratic stupidity, 
Uh, and it's exactly what we need to absolutely get rid of if we are to remain free in this nation. I'm talking with Jim Chilton, a cattle rancher in southern Arizona, about dealing with bureaucracy. And I, I think, Jim, you probably deal with more bureaucracy on a day-to-day basis than most of us could probably imagine. How about dealing with uh, water, water rights, clean water acts, and things of that nature? I bet that's a big problem to you as well. Water is the most important thing for our cattle operations. I have 22 wells, and uh, some of them are on private property, some of them are state leased land, and some of them are national forests. And the big issue is is uh, who has the right to, for the water. In Arizona, we have the old Spanish law that if you put water to beneficial use and you, in fact, use the water, uh, you have the water right. However, the Forest Service, uh, United States government is claiming, oh, no, we have the right to the water. And therefore, it's a issue that's been in the courts now for about 40 years, the whole issue of who owns the water. We put the water to beneficial use, and we actually drill the wells, create the wells for our cattle to have water. And uh, we argue that uh, since... We appropriated the water and put it to beneficial use. Uh, It's our water, but the government says, no, it's the government's water. You know, I've read some of the the accounts of your testimony before Congress, uh, and you talk here about uh, uh, the cost of, of applying for uh, these permits, the, for, the federal 404 permit from the Corps of Engineers. The costs are just astronomical uh, just to get permits. You mentioned uh, some washes that you have that you have to uh, apply for that permit because there's sand on the bottom more than a foot wide. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Yes, uh I did apply for one 404 permit. It cost me over $30,000 in money for engineers, for uh, archaeologists, for uh, surveying, uh, and for lawyers, and for um, environmental consultants. And I... It took over two years, and that was just outrageous cost of money just to cross a dry wash. Uh, thank goodness the Supreme Court, who's trying to rein in the bureaucrats uh, in the Corps of Engineers and the Environmental Protection Agency, ruled in the Rapanos case that water in a wash uh did not have a significant nexus with a navigable river a navigable river 
And so I made the argument that since I wanted to put the bridge in, it crossed a wash with 12 to 18 inches of sand in the bottom, never runs water except after an exceptional storm in the summertime. And that little wash runs into yellow jacket dry wash that hasn't had any water in it for years. And yellow jacket dry wash runs into Aravaca dry wash and for it goes about 10 miles to the west. And then that runs into the Altar Valley dry wash and that runs about 70 miles to the north into the United States north, the boundary. And then it spreads out in the desert and it never reaches a river. And the nearest navigable river is 285 miles from where I wanted to put the bridge in. Yet, uh, under the Obama 2015 rule uh, that they put out, I would have to continue to put in to apply uh, through the Corps of Engineers and the EPA for the right on my private property to put in a bridge or cross the wash uh, that had more than 12 inches of sand in the bottom. Well, let me ask you, Jim, have you seen any large naval ships sailing up the dry wash from uh, the Colorado River recently? Have they been sailing up that wash? You wanted to put that the two culverts over? Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but the bureaucrats can see it in their dreams. That's exactly the point. They see every single possibility in their dreams, no matter how absolutely stupid the, the possibility is. 285 miles away, there's a navigable river, uh, not even navigable by any kind of really sizable uh, ship, and you're talking about spending $30,000 in legal fees and, and environmental impact fees and studies on something that rarely, if ever, has any water in it at all. Ridiculous. Correct. However, it gives the bureaucrats power to say no. Right. And this, really, we could talk about the waters of the U.S., which is something that is now on the books and could potentially be an enormously serious risk to property rights because the federal government, according to that legislation, uh, has control over every single, every single drop of water in the United States, even dry ditches that may have a little water when it rains. That's the interpretation under the Obama 2015 rules and regulations. However, um, Trump, I think, is coming to the rescue. They have proposed new regulations where, if I read the new regulations correctly, I wouldn't have to build a little bridge across a wash uh, and go through the 404 Corps of Engineers EPA uh, regulations. So President Trump, his rules and regulations that he's proposing will free us from that burden 
and clip the wings of the bureaucrats. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. And call them muddy waters. And people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. <laughs>